Dr. Barbie, love your name. Talk to me. Hi, thanks. Um, did you see, hey, do you hear me? Yep, there you go. Okay, hi. Um, hi. Did you see for Greta Gerwig's 40th birthday, um, Ryan Gosling arranged a Ken flash mob and they sang that song? That's amazing. Yeah. So good. Um, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah. Um, so last time we spoke, I had a job interview. You were you were like headed into the job interview. Yeah. Um, and the interview was amazing. They were really euphoric. Um, the interviews were spaced like a week apart. And the second interview I met like the CFO, the CEO, they were like, Hey, you know, they said, Hey, everybody loves you. We're gonna get the contract ready, this and that. And then they called me this week and blindsided me and said they're going to take one of their former residents instead. Um, So this has obviously been really disappointing um, because when I had done my interview, they hadn't interviewed anyone for several months. And they kept talking about how they had talked to 20 people, but I was only the second person they interviewed. Um, The first person I mentioned, she turned the job down. Um, So I was really surprised by this. Um, and I was hoping that this week would be my week of escape where I can finally leave this like shitty, shitty job. Um, but unfortunately no. So what I wanted to talk about is I guess what I can do or how I can survive staying here. Um, For anyone who's looking for a new job, I never do this. I never put all my eggs in one basket, but the interview here went so well, I put all my eggs in one basket and I basically lost like five weeks because of that. Um, So that's kind of shitty as well that they dragged me along for this, um, knowing I had a really strict deadline. So my choices now are to stay here for like as long as the group stays open. I'm getting conflicting information on whether or not the group's bankruptcy was approved. Um, so I don't, I don't know how long it's going to stay open for. Um, and hopefully try to take my boards here or I have to leave the state and it's going to be like a whole issue with boards. So I'm trying to figure out how I can mentally deal with this place. Cause I, I've never been so angry in my life. Like I go to work angry and ragey. I come home angry and ragey. Um, particularly at nighttime. Like if I'm in the shower or brushing my teeth, I'll just think about the fact that nobody answers my emails, yet it's like the money that I bring into the group that pays their salary and one of their jobs is to answer my emails. Um, So just figuring out how I can survive this place for as long as I need to be here um, while not going absolutely insane. How long do you have to be there? Um, well, so if it stays open long enough and I can take my boards, I need to stay here till next September. So about another year. Okay. And that seems like so long. Every day seems like so long. Right. And why not leave? Um, so there is an issue where I'm, we have like a certain amount of time once you're in practice, to take your boards and I'm running out of eligibility, um, because last year they didn't submit my paperwork to the hospitals in time. And I didn't know this. So I lost a year. And then we have this year and then um, the board told me if I want to leave, I have to start and be credentialed at a new job by November 1st. Um, 
which with the job I interviewed for would have been perfect. I was going to keep all my hospital privileges, just work in another office, but I'd have to start all over. Um, and even though I've applied for jobs and I've been talking to people, there's like no way I'll be able to start by November 1st. What if and then that's it, then I'm done. I, and I'm just like brainstorming ideas right now, not to, yeah. not, not to tell you what to do, just to get your yeah. brain, just to get your brain on the like creative pathway. Why not look yeah. Um, because you can't do locums with the boards. You have to follow your patients for, um, I forget what it is, like 17 months or something. So you can't have any disruption in your practice. Um, so what my plan was with this place I interviewed for was transferring my patients because if your patients can follow you, um, then they're usually okay with it. Um, but you can't do locums cause like the patients couldn't follow you. Huh? And I applied for another job that's about an hour away from me. And I know that's going to be, if it were, were to work out, which I don't even think timing wise, it would work that, I mean, the patients will come 30 minutes, they'll come 40 minutes, but I don't think they're going to follow me like an hour plus. Maybe out, out of your control, right? Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the problem is if they don't see enough follow up, then they say you're not eligible. Yeah. My big worry about you staying is your mental health. I know. That's like, my worry too which to me is and you can disagree right but like I think your mental health is worth more than like whatever this board policy thing is and, I, and I'm not wanting to blow off what the board said but I'm like there has to be other people who've had this similar situation where just like because of life the boards aren't happening on the on the preferred timeline correct and like I've brought this up to the boards and their responses that's right that's why we give you x number of years and if you don't complete it with an x, x number of years you know you have to take your written and start all over um and then it's a problem for jobs um because I mean every place that I've ever interviewed at or had an offer from you have to be board eligible or board certified or they won't take you but you'd still say I actually had eligible. I had actually talked to a job like two months after I started this job and they wouldn't take me because I didn't have my boards yet. Like they refused to talk to me any further. Okay. Um, but you stay board eligible, yeah. Um, I don't so you know, I actually don't know. I don't think you count as board eligible anymore because you have to take the written again and then pass it and then be board eligible again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, and I don't know if this is true, but I was told actually by this group that if you go like so many years out of residency without being board certified, that the insurance companies won't credential you either. I don't know. Yeah. I remember hearing that on my conversations, but maybe that was in Jess's. What do you want to do? What's your gut say? When you get quiet, <sighs> what's your gut tell you to do? Well, so I talked to the practice manager yesterday. So when I talked to the senior partner, because it's just me and him left, his answer to everything's I don't know. When I talked to the practice manager, he said, oh, I said, is bankruptcy approved? He said, yes, I think so. But he wouldn't tell me the date. He wouldn't tell me exactly when. And he says that the group is now under um, like a letter of intent to be bought out. And initially, that sort of made me kind of mad because I kind of wanted the group to just shut down. So I'm to deal with the non-compete. But hearing this, I almost feel a little bit of relief, which is, okay, I can stay here and like take my boards, even though I'm going insane every single day. But and I'm just asking because I'm, I'm yeah. curious, like, 
on Tuesday, they could not exist. And then the whole boards thing is still an issue, right? Correct. Um, unless, because again, I can't, I don't see this in the filings online. So I don't know if like, because you know, bankruptcy is public. So I don't know if they're not, someone's not telling me the truth, but if, yes, yeah, so technically, yes, they could close on Tuesday, but if it's true and the chapter 11 was approved and they're under a letter of intent with this private equity group, then like it would stay open. And would you stay there just to get the year and then to do your boards? Um, If I'm quiet and I think about it, yes, only because I know timing wise, it's an issue. Um, Now the group, the boards did say, you know, if, because I told them in April, hey, my group might go bankrupt. And they said, well, let us know when your group actually goes bankrupt. They're very black and white. Um, But I said, what happens Mm -hmm. if they go bankrupt in the fall? And they said, um, well, and I said, I can't find a job by November 1st. And they said, well, we'd have to like, you know, discuss it with the committee, blah, blah, blah. But like, maybe we could let you try again, but there's no guarantee with them. There's no They're not saying like, yeah. yes, if your group shuts down, start by January 1st, we'll give you an exception. It's like, oh, maybe we'll give you an exception. I think the most important thing here, one of the most important things is like, whatever decision you make is you commit to having your own back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do not say, you know, the rectospectoscope. You don't <laughs> say, well, it turned out this way. So I should, like, you do not beat yourself up. You go all in on the decision you have. Yeah, you I think you don't know. The, the boards could say, fuck you. The job could yeah. say, fuck you. You could <laughs> have had this other job in a different state, but you decided not to. Like, there's so much that's out of your control that you realizing what's in your control is very important at this point. Yeah. Um, and the irony is I thought this would be the week I'd get the contract at the new job and walk into senior partner's office and tell him, fuck you. But sadly, no, um, <laughs> sadly. I was waiting because I'm, I'm, um, going on vacation this week because I'm tired and burnt out and need to not be here. And I'm fairly certain it's going to start world war three when I come back, but I was like, I'll just deal with that when I come back. Um, yeah. Cause I think they'll probably try to not pay me again. Um, That's the thing. If yeah. Commit to, if you're, if, if this qu- question of the boards is more important than you not getting a paycheck, like own that. Yeah. Like, all I'm saying is like, whatever you decide, have your own back and love the shit out of your choice because it's, it's the control that you do have, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. to not not hate yourself in the process of a lot that's out of your control and realizing what is in your control. And what is in your control is how you show up, how you support yourself, including the right decisions for mental health. Right. Um, I am... I am still interviewing for other jobs because if the group closes on Tuesday, at least I started looking at jobs this week, this past week, instead of on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so that way I can, and then obviously if that happens, I just have to deal with whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, having, I mean, it's a tough decision, right? It's like, yes, I need to have my own back. It's like so hard to have your own back when you're like, all these options suck. <laughs> But you just—I mean, it's a decision, and it's a decision you have control. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna—I'm gonna have my own back. Yeah. Just decide. Right. Um, That's a, that can be easy. 
Because I do debate like mental health wise, is it worse for mental health to stay here for another year? Or is it worse for mental health to like leave, maybe miss the deadline and maybe miss the board tell me I have to start all over and then like spend a year studying my specialty all over again. Um, you know, it's like I spent my entire chief year studying. Um, and so it's like, well, I wonder, you know, what'll be worse for my mental health staying and dealing with this bullshit or like having to be a studious resident again and study for boards. Well, we know we can do hard things because yeah. we have, and we know we can pass yeah. boards because we have. Yeah. We know we can relocate because we have. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you can do all the hard things. It's, it's just what hard thing are, do you choose? Because you're going to choose one of them. And when you choose it, you're going to own it. Yeah. And you're um, not, not going to be like, I should have done blah, blah, blah. Like, no, yeah. you're going to love yourself on this. Because you, you can do hard things. You've proven it. Every All of us can. Right. And at some point, it's like, this is my life. I got I to gotta control what I can in a world of things we can't control. Right. Um, somebody on here asked the question, just, can you go part-time in your current job? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, maybe do like part-time and locums. Um, you get paid at locums. Well, hmm? you get paid at locums. I know, you know, that's, um, an interesting proposal. Um, the one thing I will say to that um, is that I'm actually bringing in the majority of the income to the group right now. Um, so if I go part-time, whatever that looks like, um, I really don't think the group would survive. Our surgery center has been closed for months and the senior partner has refused to do surgeries at the hospital. So in like two, three months, he's only done four cases. And so I'm really the only one operating. And then he doesn't finish his notes. So they're only billing my clinic notes. Um, so when I've thought about, you know, maybe working a little bit less, um, this week I was on voluntary call at one of the hospitals. I like turned down some cases. Um, I also think about the fact that if I need them to stay open, I also feel that I have to keep working because right now I'm the only one who's really contributing income wise. I'm, Which also should not be my problem. I'm not a partner, but here right. we are. I mean, to be, I'm like, <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, everyone thinks it's so absurd because um, he's just like refusing to operate unless it's at the surgery center. It opened one day and was a disaster, and then it closed back down. You can do hard things. We can also do easy things too. Like, aren't those nicer? We well, yeah, we can <laughs> totally like getting like getting paid for doing work. That's nice. I know. I know. Um, easier. Yeah, I think you know. I think it, you know. Just obviously talking this out helps, but I think probably the safer thing for the future, assume the grouping doesn't close on Tuesday, is to try to pass boards because then it won't limit me in the future from like jobs I can get or jobs like excluding me because I didn't take them in time the whole issue with insurance company if that's true or not um I feel like the safer option is to stay hope they stay open um take my boards but then figure out how to not go crazy in the meantime
yeah. Um, so then I guess my next question would be, how do I not go crazy? You decide to not go crazy. Someone told me to just like disengage with them totally. Like, you know, talk to the practice manager for an hour on Friday was a waste of time. Like every conversation is a waste of time. Cause they keep saying to me like every week or every other week, oh, we can't get you like the missing parts of your paychecks this week, maybe next week, maybe next week, maybe next week. So they're basically just like stringing me along. Um, so someone has suggested that I just totally disengage, don't bother, you know, having these meetings, which are a waste of time, um, which I could do. Um, I just don't know how to not go crazy, like in clinic, for example, because we are horrendously, horrendously short-staffed. And if you want to see me, you're going to be sitting in my, the waiting room for two hours because of like how poorly everything runs. Yeah. That's a consequence. You're you're operating in a penniless, bankrupt system for fear <laughs> of not taking your boards. Yes. Right? Yes. You can't that's change. All, that's very true. Yeah. Like you can't change that. This, it's out of your power, as far as I know, it's out of your power to, like, get this group changed. It's, mm-hmm. What's in your power is staying or not. Right. Right. Um, and I guess, you know, I'm obviously curious if they stay open. I'm sure whoever buys them will fix fix it because, um, you know, you don't want to keep running in its current state. But it's going to take a long time to fix it. Totally. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, it, again, it's unknown. Like, you have no, it's, they could, mm-hmm. they could buy it and burn it to the ground and make, I'm making stuff up, but like, <laughs> you don't know, right? Yeah. If like, you are committing, again, you're committing yeah. to something in hopes that you can get boards, but it is not a sure thing. They right. could be like, we really just need this space for like an asthma and allergy clinic. Right. Um, that's fair. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's again, part of the reason that I'm at least like interviewing every somewhere else, um, or, you know, applying for jobs and talking to them, even if they're out of state is, um, with our satellite office, they closed it with less than 24 hours notice. And then our employees there had to scramble to find jobs. And I thought that was a very shitty way to treat them. Um, so I don't have any faith in them that they would tell me like, Hey, the practice is closing down in 30 to 60 days. I think the more likely scenario is I would come and there'd be like a padlock on the door. Yeah. Try the, dis- um, I mean, I mean yeah. th- here's the thing. Nobody knows how, you shouldn't go crazy except for you. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> and you might not Are we know, sure but... that I know? Are we sure that I know? Well, we, we, I'm, we're not sure that you know, but you, you get to experiment. You can be like this month, I'm going to disengage this month. I'm going to run five miles after work every day to get rid of my adrenaline. Like mm-hmm. you're the one who's like, okay, I've got, I'm, I'm committing to 12 months. What's my plan? Because you going in and being like, I don't know what my plan is. It's like, this yeah. should, it's it's a lot less control. Yeah. Than like, my plan is self-coaching, exercise, 
disengaging, mm-hmm. realizing if this is my monkey in my circus and this is not my monkey and not my circus. And then I'm not going to try to fix it. Yeah. yeah. At the end um, of the day, this is not your monkeys and these are, this is not your circus. I know. And I hate, I know a lot of females do this. I hate that I've like taken the circus and the monkeys that aren't mine and made it my problem because it's not my problem. I'm not the one that bankrupt the group. Right. Not your monkeys. Um, yeah. So like okay, you going, have to remember going crazy yeah. over somebody else's monkey is that's all on you. Yeah. Okay. Your monkeys. I mean, it's especially since the ringmaster, like, just can't be inconvenienced for one second and do a case at the hospital so we can have income coming in. Totally. They are his monkeys and he doesn't give a shit. So why are you giving, right? Like, um, mental health. Yeah. I know. He and I are obviously in very different stages of career too. Um, yeah. To- well, totally. And he doesn't he- have to worry about the boards, right? Like there right. is, there is that, because I think if it wasn't for the boards, you'd be like, see you later, alligator. Oh, my God. If it weren't for the boards, I would have left six weeks after I started. I tried to. But then I was told, you don't have your boards. This group's not going to talk to you. I just want to question that every every chance I get. Maybe it's the coach and me. But, like, really? I bet you there's a lot of people. I thought it was weird, too. So, actually, I reached out to the group again a month ago. And I just emailed their medical director director directly instead of like their recruiting person because I was like I want to talk to a doctor about this now they no longer have a position available um but you know that's what I would do next time um I mean he was cc'd on the email saying you don't have your boards but I think when you talk to another physician and you explain to them what's going on then they they get it absolutely I I think that's where like the human touch is of like listen I am board eligible Mm mm-hmm I know I know a decent amount about this. Let me check with you, blah, blah, blah. Like that's where the human yeah. touch is going to be more than like the paper pushers or like the box wasn't yeah. tricked. Right. Um, and like I said, he was CC'd on that email. So maybe he said that's the case, but he didn't know my story and what was going on. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what I don't like that I've done to myself with all this is I get really angry and ragey really late at night and then I stay up really late because I've been angry and ragey and then, you know, when you're tired the next day, you're even more angry and ragey. Yeah, well, totally. I I mean, I think a lot of that is like realizing, checking in with yourself and being like, am I ragey because I'm tired? Am I raging I'm, because I like really like seeing it and being able to self-soothe so you can get out of that? Yeah. Um, I think I'm usually ragey because, you know, people just don't answer my emails. Um, but I guess they're just not going to. No, they're not your monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Even though... I don't, I don't know what my role is in the circus, even though I help feed the monkeys. Yeah, they don't right. really seem to care. It's very nice of you to try to feed the monkeys, even though they're not yours. Oh, I have no choice. I mean, I actually sent right. a nasty email at one point saying like, hey, my overhead pays your salary too. You need to answer me. And it worked for like two weeks and they went back to not answering my emails. Because they're not your monkeys. You know. I know. Like you, can be, like, you can be pissed, dude, but like they're not your monkeys. And the only person who gets like, it's like the swallowing the poison metaphor, right? Of like, the only person who gets hurt when you're ragey is you. Yes. 
which is no that's for sure i mean i think part of the reason the practice manager doesn't answer emails or just do anything he's awful is um he probably knows like you know financially the group's not going to make it so he's like "Ah, why put in any effort and i'm like okay well why should i put in any effort i'm just saying you being ragey like nobody's gonna make you not ragey except for you right and rage yes, feels good a little bit because it's like this awesome ego self-entitlement stuff that like feels good. And that's why we want to do it. And then when you can step back and be like, stupid poison. <laughs> you know, for me, it's not feeling good because I know that it's like a wasted emotion. I know it's a waste of time. It's always happening to me at bedtime. Like it's stupid. And I know it doesn't, it, really doesn't feel good but then my brain's like well go be ragey why does your brain want to be ragey i don't know i don't know why it wants to be ragey at like midnight <laughs> it's probably because it's tired if it happens at midnight it's probably because it's tired yeah because like during i mean there's definitely rage inducing times during the day frequently but that's a really interesting point because i notice that i'll be fine all day and i'll be brushing my teeth and i'll be super angry so that's like a really interesting point logically okay maybe i maybe i just need some sleep you might just need to like we just need to like eat and exercise and sleep and then like it fixes a lot of our problems yeah because we're Um, humans and we forgot that when we went through surgery training yeah right right yeah because you weren't allowed to eat exercise or sleep No, you, we were created to be um, not human. And now we're like, oh, the human things work, though. Yeah. Food and sleep and exercise. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And then I can do that. And then hopefully after my vacation, come back and have the energy to fight with them over not getting paid. <laughs> Even though I have vacation time, um, I'm sure they will try to find a way to not pay me for being away. Well, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But you're you're here to get your boards done yeah because you chose that yeah you can get clear on that yeah nobody is, nobody is keeping you here except for you and you've decided to be Correct. here you're going to get your boards done yes and it gets, okay it gets very clear that is why yes. i'm i am not here to get paid <laughs> so terrible right i mean because obviously i've like talked to some lawyers about this and they're like ah you have you're exposing yourself to liability and i was like yeah i know what am i supposed to do here um so that's obviously not not great right well you know it's a good point i don't think i necessarily thought about it until they said that um it's good i mean you, you really are trying to make the best of a situation you i feel like you have thought about different options you are choosing an op- you're very clear on your why mm-hmm. like all very good things okay and, you know we're not here to tell you to do we don't know what's best for you right 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 it's like and you're making the best decisions with the best information that you have i know you know i turned down an offer in town last year and i'm like that was so dumb and now they're refusing to talk to me they're probably butthurt but um, you know, I just try not to dwell on things like that. Like at that time you made the best decision that you had with the information that you had. Yeah. I didn't want to take general call. And now here we are. And I'm like, sure, I'll take it. Just pay me. 
right? Um, yes. It will, it will work out. It will work out. I hope so. That's what I'm trying to tell myself with this job. Um, the one that I interviewed for, because I really liked it. And I really felt um, that it could be like my forever home. Um, they have the same values as I do and stuff like that. Um, but I said, well, I keep trying to tell myself, listen, if it didn't work out, it's because it wasn't going to be the place for you. Yeah. Oh. And you can always be like, is there a part-time option? Can I be your number two? Yeah. Can I, can you, can I, can you give me an info why you didn't pick me? Like you can always learn stuff from it. Yeah. I did ask him. I said, Hey, is there like anything I need to know? Um, for the rest of my search and he said no there were no red flags everybody loves you but it's majority rules and um my guess is what happened is the the office everybody I met really liked me and voted yes but it's a region so the region has to vote and the other physicians had worked with this former resident and really really liked him um so if they all voted for him and this office voted for me then they got outnumbered out of your control a variable you didn't yeah know. yeah he said he's like there's no red flags your references had really good things to say about you he's like it's just because they knew him and i mean i can't fight against that right like how do you fight against familiarity you can't you can't they, they've probably been waiting for mike to join them for like six years right right and i mean i did see his like resume sitting on someone's desk when i was there so i was aware he was like in the picture um but they i mean the guy recruiting me said he preferred me because I'm already in town and can start sooner. But obviously if everybody likes the other guy and they're familiar with him, then I mean, doesn't mean I'm bad. Nope. Not at all. And good yeah. on you for not making it mean that. Look at you. No, I mean, when they told me it was him, I was like, God damn it. Because like, I can't win against that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but what I will say, yeah, Mm -hmm. um, again, for anyone who's looking, they actually tried to talk to my current partners and I told them no, because they would jeopardize like my job here. And I'm very glad I stood my ground because can you imagine if they talked to them, jeopardize my position here and then didn't offer me the job? Yeah. It's nice that they, they were, uh, open to your feedback on that. Well, I said, I said, you do that and they get pissed and they try to terminate me that I'm screwed. So yeah. Um, but yes, thank you. I will try to sleep and not stay ragey late at night because it's not doing anyone any good. No, that's just your tired brain. Yes. Go take care of your tired brain and enjoy your week, your vacation. Good on you. Thank you. Yes, I was going to bring my work phone because I was like, oh, what if they're like mad that I'm away? And I was like, nah, you can be mad at me when I'm back. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Plus, I'll just point out the fact that I'm the only one generating any revenue. And are they sure they want to behave like this right now? I don't think so. <laughs> You're the monkey feeder. Exactly. Exactly. So. Well, I have thank a great you, Kelly. Vacation, and we will see you on the thank flip Thank you so side. much. Totally. Yep, sounds good. Take care. All right, my friends. Who's up? I will change your name. I really want to change your name to Knuff. Raise your hand if you want to come on. We want to make time for everybody who wants to talk.
saw a hand up earlier and then it went down. There it is. Okay, let's change your name. Your name is Knuff. Awesome. Have you seen the Barbie movie? Sorry. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. Um, I just want to point out to Dr. Barbie, and I realize I'm not the co-chair, I know that. But like I've, one thing I've learned this year is me. there's a lot of other stuff that we don't know about going on. And maybe the reason that this guy is not, the senior partner is not operating is because he, already, he has a plan in his mind. Like he doesn't care if he's not bringing in money. And there's some reason he doesn't care. You may not, you may figure that out in like two weeks. You might figure that out in a year. You might not ever figure it out. Maybe he already made a deal with private equity and already got like 500K cash or a million dollars cash. Or maybe he just doesn't care and he's going to let the place burn to the ground. Like, you never really know. It's such a good point. Like, we are like our brains always like want to know. And so we like try to figure things out and we're like, we, tr we don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I realized this... Um, I'm running into an issue at work where I was going crazy because there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. Like we got a new CEO at our little community hospital um, last year or the beginning of this year. And he seemed like a pretty good guy, but then he started, and I don't think he like meant to do this on purpose. I think he just didn't know stuff. He started messing around with our call. He started telling us that we had to put this other surgeon who's in the community and like tries to box other people out of call tries and then does a bad job on call. Like he tries to take all the call for all the hospitals and then like not answer his phone. Um, so we, he's like the, our CEO is making us put this guy on the call schedule. And then I was realizing like, well, I can get stressed out about it, but like at the same time, I don't know what promises this other surgeon made this guy. And, you know, he probably like saw it as a chance to come in and make his case and be like, Oh, I can bring all this stuff to your hospital. And, you know, he tried, apparently he tried to do the same thing three years ago and, and uh, he failed. And now he's running around to other hospitals, like also promising them that he can build up a sort of certain kind of surgical program. And like he hasn't built it anywhere. So I don't know how he's going to build it at three different places, all in the same two counties. Yeah. So exactly. I think, yeah, so I think, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of navigate that. Um, I don't have like a specific coaching question per se. Um, which has been my MO lately. Cause I think I'm so lost. I don't know what question to ask. Um, but that's okay. Um, basically this guy's, uh, running around, we can call him Dr. A that's not his actual name or anything, but he's like running around telling our hospital that he can build a certain kind of program. He does, um, some of the same surgeries that I do, but also some different subspecialty surgeries that I know how to do that I don't want to do. Um, but he is really just playing like bad in the sandbox. We, um, he took call or no, he takes some call. And then when I was on call, one of our colleagues directly gave a consult to him. And then he was trying to get his partner, Dr. B like, um, proctored at our hospital. Uh, so he would have full privileges. And then, um, they asked me if I could proctor Dr. B and I actually couldn't cause I had a meeting. Like I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but I found out later that the case they were asking me to proctor was a case that they got when I was on call. And I was like, wow. And then they were running around complaining to the OR staff about me not proctoring them. 
And I was like, are you kidding? Like you, I was on call. You took the case from me. It was a patient I wouldn't have operated on, but still like they took the patient away from me. And then they complained that I didn't proctor them. And I was like, wait, I don't know if I can control any of this. Maybe just let them kind of dig their own grave because yeah, I, you know, everyone in my hospital is tiny hospital. Like word got back to me about him complaining about me exactly 48 hours later. People you are, the, the monkeys are going to play in the circus, man. Yeah. I mean, can't this help, guy is can't help themselves. like, I'm, I was like, wow, that's pretty bold that you, you take a patient from me and then you get mad that I don't proctor you for free on a patient that you took from me. Totally. Like, wow. I mean, that's like, that takes like kind of nads of steel, you know? Dude, people just because they're adults does not mean they're adults. Oh yeah. It's yeah, the craziest so thing. Like, and the more you get into coaching and you realize like so many people, like we have decently managed minds now because we are like paying attention to our thoughts. We're like acknowledging our feel. We're kind of like being able to step back and watch. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get to watch the world and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's yeah, wild. It and then you spend a lot of time being like, everybody needs to manage their mind. And then you get to the next step where you're like, they aren't going to. No, no, they're not. And this they're time, and, and I realized like these, these other people can act kind of badly. The monkeys can misbehave if they, if they sense a new target, if they like, for instance, in our case, it's a new CEO. Our right. CEO it's, it's a shiny, a shiny object. Right. And our CFO probably should have been able to put a, a stop to it, but he's really a yes man. And I don't think he really cares. And, and frankly, like, you know, even though he's a, he's a CFO, he doesn't have a tremendous understanding of the services his hospital provides sure. um, or like a decent, you know, understand. It would be nice if he had a little bit better understanding of some of the surgical subspecialties and stuff, but it's not going to happen. So it's okay. Like, it would be nice if he spent time to learn that because that's how his hospital makes money and his hospital needs more money. But, you know, again, that's not my circus or my monkeys. That's just monkeys like running around that I can't control. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, good on you. Like you're just showing like your insight, right? Of like, look at all the people get worked up over here. I'm going to stay over here and like stay in my lane and do my work. Yeah. Well, I was getting, I got super upset about it before. I actually got so upset that my, I think my boss really um, thought I was going to leave. Um, and then somehow he, I was really annoyed because the hospital was supposed to give me an income guarantee for my second year and they were really dragging their feet on it. And I was like, I got COVID last year and I was out for a little bit. I had to keep canceling clinics and it was super stressful because I'm in a private practice. So my revenue was going like one week would be normal and then it would be total crap because I was canceling clinic and then it'd be normal. And like, I put off cases and stuff because I just felt so crappy. Mm -hmm. But so I was like, okay, I really want this income guarantee. Yes, I have disability insurance, but like if heaven forbid this kind of stuff happens again, I want to make sure I have it. So yeah. I'm not stressed and I have my money. But they waited till the 11th hour to to get it ready. But I really did push the CEO on. I was like, look, you know, this was in my contract with the private practice when I signed that the second year there would be an income guarantee. Can you all like, make it happen and they did so I, I felt good about that that was like at least a win that I was like forcing their attention to you know an issue important to me it's in your contract they're legally obligated to do that 
oh, I know, I know. But I didn't want to have to remind them frequently of that. They, I mean, they really got it together like last minute. They sent me the income guarantee on a Sunday night at 8 p.m. <laughs> oh. But I was like, okay, you know, you did it. So I'm not going to be mad. Right. I was like, okay. Yeah. You're like, no, it's on you that you needed to work on the weekend to get this done when it was in my contract years ago. But here we are. Well, that just, I mean, that just goes to show how little like attention they're paying, which is funny because we're one of the service lines that brings in money. And now as I'm, as I'm getting like to be more established in our community, it's been just over a year, you know, I'm getting referrals. My patients are sending me their friends, their family members. Someone brought their husband to me. People bring me their neighbors. Like, you know, with that, I think he started, he started to realize, wait a minute, this person wants to stick around and wants to build a practice. But, you know, I was like, okay, why do I have to like push you to take care of the thing that's in my contract? You know, why, why do I have to push on this? Yeah. But at the same time, they delivered. So, you know, right. whatever. And, and nobody is going to care as much as you. Right. Right. So, right, right, so it's right. like, yeah, I agree. You shouldn't have to, but it's like, but you should, because that's the, that's the bread on your table. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, if heaven forbid, I got sick again, or like something happened. Yes, I can tap in disability insurance. I have my own, I have my employers, but like, you know, still, it'd be a lot easier to know that I have a stable salary before I have to start going there at all. And hopefully, hopefully nothing happens ever. And I don't need it at all. Cause right now I'm making my own salary, but, um, you know, it was just, it was kind of a win. It just was annoying that I had to fight for it, but I didn't have to fight too hard, which was good. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think that, I mean, that shows like maturity on your end and, and that they are keeping their commitments is also quite lovely. Yes. But then they're, they're screwing around a lot with our call schedule and I, I don't really know how to, I, I don't think I'm going to win anything on this because I, I don't think they understand that um, surgeons and doctors don't like having their call schedule messed up. We had a really great schedule with four people that was working super hot. And it was pr not like 100%, like 85%. So that's pretty good. And then, um, you know, there were like maybe disagreements here and there or whatever, but it wasn't a big deal. We always resolved them peacefully. And then they brought in the new guy, Dr. A. Dr. B is trying to get, you know, privileges. And um, they're just like, now they're making us share um, subspecialty spine call with orthopedic surgery before their ortho surgeon. They're such a dysfunctional place. They had an ortho surgeon covering spine call, but he wasn't getting paid for it. So, you know, but as they, now they're like, oh, we have to pay them for it. And then we're going to split the spine call and the cranial call. And so now you have to deal with this, um, with the two different call schedules. And now we have two surgeons threatening to sue the hospital. And it's like, I'm like, what did y'all do? Why did you right. mess this up? Right. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. We have, did we have to leave the Garden of Eden? Come on. Right. Because we had like a schedule. We have a stipend and the stipend for the hospital was um, towards, I would say it's reasonable, but it was like towards the bottom of market rate. Now that's okay because it's not the busiest hospital and it's a pleasant place to work. So if you're on call and you have to do a case they get it ready for you. So I, there's no complaints there. Like it would be nice if it was 10 or 20% higher, but at the same time, I wouldn't trade the OR staff for that. Um, but then they cut it in half in order to, have, to accommodate cranial and spine and accommodate the orthopedic surgeon. So five days a month now, the stipend's going to be cut in half. And I think my colleagues are probably may refuse to cover just that cranial call. And right. it's going to be like just a drawn out, and we basically like told the CEO that, that 
these other two colleagues of ours will probably sue if this comes to like true fruition. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I know you. I signed an income guarantee with you, but I'm not going to take call for like half of what a reasonable call rate, you know, like I'm not yeah. working for half that. Sorry, yeah. bud. Yeah. Right. And it's not worth my liability. It's not worth like paying my med mal no, for this sad little stipend. And I think, I think good on you and the other surgeons for realizing what your boundaries are with that. Yeah. And making it clear. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Things you can control communicating your needs and your boundaries. Yeah. Because I think so many people are like, we'll just see what happens. Right. And then you're like, dude, if you did, if you weren't clear about where you guys stand, Mm -hmm. how are they supposed to know what your boundaries were? Yeah. Right. But it is like really amazing how out of touch some of these folks are, even when they have people right next, working right next to them who've worked in the same health system for 10 or 20 years. Like they're still just completely out to lunch and they're just looking for like places to find somewhere between 10 and a hundred thousand dollars for the budget. And they're just like, oh, right. well, let's see if we mess up this call schedule, you know, or like, you know, one of the ortho guys, I think, wanted to get his partner on the schedule, wanted to take money from our pot. But I'm like, why are we fighting over this small pot? This pot is not even big. You know, we, right. like right. there's bigger things that we should work on, guys, like making more money, not like dividing up this small amount of money. But, I, you know, it can only like prod them so much. Oh, totally. I mean, and the other thing of like the hospitals is like the people in charge of whatever, they're going to have a different job in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They may they're, not well, even gonna, yeah. they're not even going to be here. They're going to take in the next job in the next state to climb up their, their career Corporate ladder. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. And like, yeah. we don't like when we're young, we don't realize that we're like, well, Susie's in charge and what Susie's and you're like, Susie's going to be gone in two years, honey. Like, yeah. Like, that's what hospital jobs, that's how it works. Right. right, right, right. All the more to be like, what, what are you willing to take call for? What are you not willing to take call for? Because yeah. however it is, as soon as you can be gone. And now this is the way it is. But right. like, we don't know that when we're young, you know? No, no. And then you're in a place and you see all the Susie's come and go. And then you're like, those are the people just trying to, you know, whatever, manage the budget. Yeah, the surgeons are like, fine, fine, we'll accommodate, fine, it's not that big of a deal, fine. And then we're like, oh, now our job sucks. Yeah, really. Well, I, I, I complain a lot more than my boss does, but I think he kind of appreciates that because I think he doesn't want to rock the boat, so he just lets me do it. With first, I was really annoyed about, but then I was like, you know what, this guy's actually generally supportive, and he doesn't get mad when I do that. So, yeah, you know, okay, like. I'll take what I can get. He's not going to be a complainer. um, And he's not going to be the person getting new equipment in the hospital. He's not going to be pushing for new policies and things like that. But um, if he has my back when I do it, it's probably okay. Totally. He's probably happy that you are there. You know, I'm benefiting because of her. So yeah, exactly. He knows I'm from New Jersey. So he knows I'm a little feisty at times. So I think he knew that when he hired me, <laughs> Like you know, he's That's like, awesome. all right, this person can fight for us. But at first I was so mad because I was like, why am I the one fighting? Because I didn't feel nearly as bad as Dr. Barbie because my boss cares about our practice because it is his livelihood. Um, but I was I kind of felt like, well, hey, dude, this is your practice. Like, why aren't you getting your crap together? Um, but then I, I don't know, the more I think about it, the more, okay, if he just like 
has my back and if I have to run with it, it's okay. Totally. You might not have your skills or your vision. Yeah. I think that may be part of it. Cause he has, you know, he's married and he has three kids, including like a one-year-old. And I think that that probably takes away most of his free time and extra glucose that his brain gets because I'll go into that. So he's probably, totally. he's like, I just need a paycheck to feed. The yeah, baby. exactly. He's like, I just have to keep my practice and my call pool together. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he can get spirited when he needs to. I'm just spirited like 40% more of the time than he is, but that's okay. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the fun thing that comes with maturity is realizing like other people aren't like us. They don't think uh-huh. like us. And our pain is thinking that everybody should think like us or, or have our passion about something and be like, they don't though. Like what right. were you, you know, like what you were saying in the beginning of like, we don't know. Right. Right. You don't ultimately know. And here, here we think like, if they just thought like us, it'd be better. Like, no, there's, we need all the people. Yeah, absolutely. So I realized like in terms of this, this call fight, I'm just backing off because like they guaranteed seven days a month for me of the combined call, like the normal call with the normal stipend. And I realized that if that, that is in place while I have the income guarantee. Now, after that, they probably could, you know, um, my boss could come to me and at that point I'm supposed to be partner. So he could say, well, you know, I can't provide this call for you anymore. And then I can be like, that's great because I'm just going to focus on my elective practice and I don't care. I don't need it. And you I can let it. these other people fight for, yeah, for like, literally, I mean, it, it's a mediocre call stipend. I'm like, if you want to fight over this in time of inflation, go for it. Right. And uh, like the best thing for you to not need that and to be able to take less call, like that's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. I feel like I was talking to my friend. I'm like, wow, I'm going to be like one of the youngest people, like not taking calls. This is crazy. And you know, yeah. It, if you look at it just the numbers wise, it is a substantial amount of money. But at the same time, if you have that time to develop your practice um, and you're not getting interrupted in clinic and you're out meeting primary care, you're meeting the physical therapists and all people that take care of our patients and send us patients um it's that makes up for it plus there's less stress you know um like dr barbie i have to get ready for my boards too and and our boards are equally um you know uh asinine so um i was like okay well i'll just get ready for that oh never mind i want to tell her um i don't know if this is what her contract says and what the boards say for her job for my boards we have to have um like either one year or 18 month follow-up but it doesn't stipulate on our boards that you have to be in the same practice or that the patient had to come physically see you. So they will ask you, how did you get this follow-up? Was it a phone call? Was it an email? Was it a letter? Did you see the patient in clinic? So it may be valuable for her, and I'm doing this myself too, um, to just keep tabs on where those patients are. Um, now that might be a violation of the contract she has with the um, with the practice, because they might say you're stealing patient information or something. On the other hand, they may not be organized enough to do anything about that. And if you're just saying you're providing continuity of care and keeping that information in case patients have problems, then you're probably okay. And I don't think this practice is going to go after her for that. If you can call them a year and say, hey, you know, how are you doing? Um, that may suffice for some of the board stuff. That's good thoughts. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I'm like, I'm still the firm, but like, that's me. I'm like, there's workarounds, man. There's like ways to get it done. Oh yeah. I'm about, I'm literally going to hire a nurse practitioner to help me get ready for my boards because I realized that my strength is not organization 
there were some people who are wizards at making an Excel sheet about all the patients they saw and all the cases they did. I'm like really good at making the Excel sheet and then losing the file and having no idea where it is and forgetting the password on it. I'm like, okay, you know, that's not my strength. This is something I have to farm out. And if I have to pay a little bit for it, in the end, it's worth it because if I pay someone to do work with for me for one to four hours, that was going to take me five or 10 hours on my own. And that's time that I could have been studying or getting ready for my patients or operating or whatever. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Dr. Barbie says that the, her board say you have to stay in the same practice for 17 months. Having patients follow me won't be a problem. The group has been telling patients where the other two docs went. That's nice. Oh, that's good. At least they're not, um, at least they're not maligning you there. But I mean, I just think I'm just, just thinking out loud, but it's like with the rise of locums, because it does seem that locums really is picking up as like yeah. a lifestyle, like these boards are going to need to be flexible for these people. Cause there are people coming out of residency that aren't taking jobs. They're just locums. What are they? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and in our field, it's hard for people to do that unless they want to amass enough money to do just locums. Um, then they can do it, but you kind of, you're rolling the dice and hoping that you don't run into an issue with insurance credentialing. Cause I've heard that as well. I haven't verified it, but it's kind of like a rumor on the street that if you're not, you know, boarded in five or seven years that insurance companies will look at you and be like, Hey, well, why aren't you boarded? But at the same time, there's going to be a tremendous physician shortage. And it's not like, well, PAs like you can't just, you job. can't just make doctors that have completed residency. Right. Yeah. Like we're very valuable. And it, it seems like this, this is like a, a narrowing in the river, <laughs> right. That like, you're going to have to find a way around that, the river. Uh-huh. Um, Love it. Very good. You got it. Dude. I think that was all I had to chime in. And, you know, it, I'm sorry, Dr. Barbie's going through a much worse time. I'm, I mean, I thought I have a little drama, but it's not really as bad, but it does help to hear that other people also have, you know, shady stuff going on from time to time and um, hospital administrators or business managers for your practice really not having your back. So, I mean, it's better for better or worse. We have to deal with that in our profession. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we, we start out these idealistic students who just want to help people. And then yeah. we're like, what's this real world shit? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And that, that is right? exactly what it is. It is shit. You're not kidding. Like, yeah. It is it? And then you're like, oh, but the poop is everywhere. Cause we're yeah. like, there's probably only poop in my town. We're like, no, no, no there's poop everywhere. We just yeah. we started out as these idealistic. I just want to help people, people, and didn't really like understand that yeah exactly we didn't hone in and realize that there are people everywhere trying to fight you over twenty dollars and insurance companies trying to nickel and dime you and and then like also people who strangely own a practice and don't seem to care about it burning to the ground i know but what but, I, um, I know it's the world is crazy and the more we manage our minds the more like i i went through this with like coaching is like the more i was like this has helped me so much everybody yeah. should do it and it, like that lasted for about a year until I was like, they're, they're not going to do this. They just like reacting right. and making shit storms all the time. And then you're like, not my monkeys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's 100%. And it's just garbage in garbage out rotating wheel of people, or you get someone really incompetent. And then they usually stay for five or 10 years because they're truly incompetent and they have a foothold, but whatever. Yeah, totally. But like the more we realize like that's on them to think and do as they want, 
and not us to control it, the more we can kind of hone in on like, why am I here? What's my goal? Right. I got my own back. Like, I yeah. think it's really like the more you can see all that, the more like it just strengthens you. Yeah, absolutely. It's like absolutely. a superpower. Awesome, yeah. everybody. Sweet surgeons. Enjoy the rest of your August. We'll see you in September. Thanks for your help. Cool. Take care. Bye-bye.